Yeah. Woo. Come on. We're actually live. live. Oh, good, good. For nobody. Live. Oh, from the Glass Lewis Underground Cornhole Fight Club. Ugh. What the hell is that? What I would that? join that. that. I'm not going to lie. I really like playing cornhole. It's the ESG Industries' only weekly woke data podcast featuring BS man Matt Muscardi. Uh, yeah, just featuring me, which is not that interesting. Today's endlessly stupid gas fest called May 31st, ooh, 2023. Ultra nerdy ESG headlines, a weekly woke police blotter, and a word from our sponsor about CEO pay rises. Because he's British. He says pay wow. rises. Cause, you know, oh, British, he says rises? Yeah. I don't... No, it's mm. okay. I, I checked our bylaws. It's allowed. Is it woke to say rises? Uh, no, because the UK they're pro Brexiteers, so they're 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 anti woke. So I think it, it qualifies. <laughs> this is so confusing. Shout, do shout out to our sponsor. Our, our show sponsor? today is being sponsored by S Gage, your ESG data Ooh, solutions yeah. provider. Now, when we say your, are we talking to our listeners? Our listener. To be fair. This is what they t- Who's this is you? what they told us to say. So I don't weigh in on any of this. This was the sentence they sent me. <laughs> I want to know who your is because I, we looked at their data. We use their data and board sabermetrics, the thing that measures the power and performance of every board member in the entire world. We use S gauge data to do that. And I don't know why if you're not using it, why aren't you? So see how many use there are? It you're can a get terrible person. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm a great on, person. Let's do this. All right. Yeah. What I'm are we great. doing? I don't know what's going on. I already told on. you. I'll do something. I wasn't listening. This is for all you board analysts out there. Some things to talk about at your upcoming meeting. Things to impress your boss with. A bunch of recent news headlines in the ESG world. Ready? No particular order. You ready, Matt? I mean, Ooh, I was, yeah. Let's start at the top with the most boring, the alternative democracy. <laughs> Matt, 2023 <laughs> really say on pay. So 20, 2023 say on pay. The current failure rate, rate, the amount of companies that have failed say on pay is down to 1.5%. That's down f- from 3% last year. So the, I guess, wow. I guess somebody's winning. Who's winning? So the CEOs are winning. Are we, are we not saying on paying? That's basically where we've moved You'll to. You'll see there's a trend in this update. Say nothing yeah, on pay. The, the trend in this go. update is I guess people are scared by the anti-ESG crowd. Uh, Russell 3000 support at its highest level of support since uh, 2017. So 91% of all votes are saying yes on say on pay. Despite, despite I, uh, an influx in headlines angry about CEO pay. Um, well, can we also say that Strive Asset Management votes no on every pay? Is there an anti-anti-woke effect in which now we're saying because the anti-woke oh, vote against pay on F for everything, we have to not vote with them? So don't... I mean, is it just that? Are we just... Is it rejection? And for those of you new to our show, the reason why that they are voting against Sam pay is that any... Any link to ESG 
in a company's pay plan, they automatically reject. They reject the whole plan. Any link. Yeah. Every, Anything. Every, every yeah. link. And, you know, it's hard because G is in yeah, there. it's hard. So that means, like, literally anytime you do anything to govern a company, it's linked, that's linked to your pay, and or, like, your employees are in there. Everything's kind of in there. So it's real hard. They vote against everything. By sector... Energy leads with the most yes votes for say on pay with 96% support energy, 96% support. And well, they made a lot yeah. of money. We love when energy and makes IT money. IT lags, uh, 60, only 65% of support in IT. Oh, that's right. sad. Do you think Mark Zuckerberg is worried? They're not making money in IT. I guess they had a bad year last year, but they're on the up this year, right? <laughs> Except for all the AI this mm -hmm. year. That's yeah. How about this one? ISS against recommendations have gone down from 14% last year to 7% this year. So they're scared. They're scared of somebody. What happened? They, what is happening? Well, what is maybe Paul, is, hopefully Paul is listening. He can weigh on this in a future show. Maybe the policies have actually changed for the better. I mean, I doubt that, but maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't be so cynical. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess that that is not yeah. the case. So ISS is clearly caving to some kind of political pressure there. That's a pretty big drop. Uh, and finally, the average vote of support for director nominees is up, up to 95%. People are that happy, Matt. <laughs> 95% of all votes for directors say, sure, why not? I can't understand how, look, we have data on every director. We know what the bell curve of director performance looks like. I cannot for the life of me understand how 95% of people agree because, on everybody. Like, yeah, because shareholder activism <laughs> is still not a real thing. Other than if you're trying to take over the company, but for retail investors, it's still not a real thing. But if, forget retail. Like uh, this is the majority of shares are owned by institution. Almost sixty percent. They on like average everybody. A public company is owned but by Matt, institution. When you're in the carpool lane, when you're dropping off your child at the same private school with the who, when the director is also you know in that lane, it's kind of awkward to vote oh. again. You know, this is what our data proves is that there's a, the the networking here is is quite runs deep. That, that is awkward yeah. to like wave at Jim as he drops off his daughter and and be like, "Sorry, I voted against you." That Let's is move awkward. on to stakeholders' rule. We have two big uh, court decisions first boeing remember boeing vaguely yeah boeing 737 max victims families can seek compensation for pain and suffering so wow. yeah, so i had to really read this one four times because i'm not that bright i didn't go to an ivy league school matt here's what they're saying that they can sue for the pain and suffering that the victims face before the plane crash. So as the plane, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make a joke here. As the plane was, you know, descending to a horrible ending, their family yes. members were suffering during that time. They can sue for damages for that, for that suffering. The court has ruled specifically Honestly, on the pre-crash suffering. There are a few things... Mm -hmm. That f are more terrifying in my brain than whatever those final moments were of those plane. I, I um, I I think that. And let's not forget, Boeing has already admitted responsibility for the crash, which is unusual in the corporate world. But 
they, they've contested factoring the victim's pre-crash pain and suffering into the damage. But why, why are they contest? I, I don't. Know. What are you doing? How do you contest that? I get that you're. I get that you're allowed to contest it. I suppose. Hey, look. But. I bet you. If we, I bet you. If we saw the director and officer insurance. It would say does not include pain and suffering as part of the payout. And that's probably why they contest. So it. that's a win for stakeholders. On the other hand, uh, which looks like a big loss for stakeholders, the Sackler family. Remember the Sacklers? The Sucklers? The Sacklers? I, I vaguely. Yeah. The Sackler family wins immunity from opioid lawsuits. The bill. The billionaire owners of Purdue Pharma will be protected from lawsuits linked to the U.S. opioid crisis in exchange for a $6 billion settlement. But, I, you know, what it sounds like is this is being spun as a major win for the Sackler family. So they cannot be sued for pain and suffering caused by opioid. And this is a lot more death than that, that crummy Boeing flight. Yeah. Not not only a lot more deaths, but a lot longer period too. of time of pain the and suffering. The like, pre-crash suffering for your addicted uh, nephew is quite a bit longer, yeah. It's... Oh, well, I don't know why yeah, I'm, that's I'm, I'm like poking fun at the nephews. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. This seems inequitable. Yeah. Well, at least we got one win, I have one nothing loss. to say Moving about this. Woke, but both of these feel terrible. Moving on to some woke data headlines. Uh, oh, speaking of CEO pay, this is, from the, this is a headline actually from the Associated Press. It would take a typical worker two lifetimes to rival the CEO pay of just one year, the average, the median CEO pay. <laughs> so the, even the Associated Press is picking up on our content, Matt. They're into us. They're into business pants and free float. I mean, is a, is a CEO worth two lives of, of employees? I will say this. ISS doesn't care. They're not voting. They're not voting against Sayampay at the same rate. Well, neither do investors. They're voting for them. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna back Strive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Strive is correct. Voting no that, on Sayampay. Uh, I think the default should be vote no. Their advisory yeah, votes anyway. Does anybody listen to them? Has anybody ever like? clawed back some pay because of this the advisory vote or changed Paul. it there's never i've never seen clawing back pay they they adjust the policies just enough to you know appease the top five shareholders I mean, that's about even it when they adjust mm-hmm. them it, we're, we're still they still make know, like changes it doesn't seem to matter no. so i don't know No, because when you rely on such a huge amount of equity uh annually you the, the ceos are, are inevitably gonna gonna hit a huge you know, windfall when the stock price crashes. You know, when pandemics happen, the executives are going to get super, super rich on those equity handouts. The, the pandemic was a huge win. Uh, I got a story about a, a very sad uh, moment of glass cliff, a glass cliff sadness, I'm calling this. Oh, this feels bad to Here's me. the story. Okay. A car- headline is Carnage at one of Australia's big four accounting firms as nine partners are stood down in CEO issues groveling apology. This is how it's being characterized in the press. A gr- CEO's, uh, a CEO's groveling apology. So PricewaterhouseCoopers has been under fire after it was discovered one of its former heads of tax shared confidential treasury information about tax changes with other partners, and the information was used to help win new clients. So oh. the, who's the CEO? Classic. Yeah, who's the CEO apologizing, yeah. Matt? It's a woman, of course, oh, named Kristen yeah. Stubbins, who is the acting CEO who took over just a few weeks ago for the man who actually created the mess. Oh. 
Oh, and no. that would be Tom Come Seymour. On. So the the press, the, the business news, nobody even cares about this one little footnote. They're they're putting the crap on the her doorstep. She's just the Glass Cliff CEO. Yeah, I mean the groveling that's, now. That's the, unfortunate. The choice with, of word groveling with a, with a feels... massive picture of her. Clearly, they took the worst picture they could find of oh, her. Oh come yeah. on! <laughs> like, why is a picture of the guy who did it? I have an interesting side note here that's only interesting to me. I went to both of their LinkedIn pages. Uh, Kristen Stubbins, the acting CEO, and then the the this, the fired CEO Tom Seymour. Only Kristen has updated her account. Not the so she's put in acting CEO, but the. The guy who resigned, he doesn't even go to his LinkedIn to update his page. He's still the CEO. He's still the CEO? Yeah. Oh, well, well, then he should take some credit. Arnold here. Schwarzenegger wants to rephrase climate change. He says as long as they keep talking about global climate change, they are not going to go anywhere because no one gives a shit about that. So my thing ah. is, Jeez. let's go and rephrase this and communicate differently about it and really tell people we're talking about pollution. Pollution creates climate change wow. and pollution kills. So, Matt, this f- here's why I bring this up. What happened to us? What happened? What's our problem? We promised we we're going to kill the acronym. We didn't do that. When, when are we going to rephrase? What, how do we do it? I think Arnold's what, right. Well, I think we did talk about this all, in the past, that the climate change is it's stupid to call it that. Climate crisis we thought was a bit better. But I like this. Pollution kills. No, but do you remember it was global warming? Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. it was pollution first, yeah, and then it was global People warming, understand and then they rebranded it to climate change. And climate change was a way to sort of inoculate like conservatives against yeah, it. Yeah, for saying because pollution they were was too heavy handed. Pollution Disregard was like, the well, black you, smoke. There's no, <laughs> there's no way to say that that black goo coming out of my thing is affecting the world or the environment. So it, it's been, it's had a branding. But where problem are we, Matt? Matt? You're, you're dodging the, you're evading the big question. Why haven't I we killed the acronym? What's wrong with us? Well, look, we're forced to sort of lean into the acronym now. We now are because the yeah. acronym has been weaponized. Know, like we were on the road to to killing it, and then everyone was like, "ESG is woke," and now we have to I lean know. in and be like, "No, you idiot! It's it's not. It's a different thing." Thunk. So we we ruined we got ruined by now we love our acronym. control. Yeah, uh, do we I love it? Know. I don't know if let's, love it's let's the right end way. And my uh, segment of really ultra horrible nerdy ESG headlines with a quick section on CEOs, CEOs rule. Do I get a bell for that or anything? Harp or nothing? Do you want? <laughs> do you want a bell? No, these are really stupid. Uh, first of all, oh Elizabeth Holmes is in prison. Oh, that's I guess. I, I mean, the clapping sounds a little sad, but that's the audience. It's not us. I'd say it's very, it's like a golf clap. The headline, of course, the Business Insider has the best headlines when it comes to CEOs. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes faces 6 a.m. wake up call and uh, making her own bed. <laughs> I do know. I do both oh. of those things. I have two children. I've been waking up <laughs> early forever. And I, I'm, I mean, I make my, I mean, what are we talking about here? This is a punishment? I mean, uh, the like she tried to have two kids to get out of yeah, this. Yeah, she has two. That's young how much kids. she didn't want to make She's her bed. Make waking up she, early. She didn't want to make her bed <laughs> so badly that she had two children to avoid. Uh, it. How about this headline? Uh, oh, also Business Insider, shockingly. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is ripped now. <laughs> oh, no, this is not a new headline. I know, That's but old. I, <laughs> I still like it. 
<laughs> and finally, uh, oh, okay, again, sorry, uh, listening audience, another one from Business Insider. Uh, Lazard, we talked about the succession change at Lazard. Lazard's new CEO, Peter Orshag, once inspired a fan blog called or, or, Orzigasm.com. <laughs> First of all, I want you to Orza, say that every day. Peter Orzag. <laughs> So it's orzagasm. Orzagasm. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Why? We don't talk about what? the sex appeal of our CEOs enough, so maybe we should start. I think we could start well, right now. Wait. We we talked about this app that rates the hotness, right? Weren't we going to run the directors through this hotness app? We were there. So there is an AI yes. based website yes. that that just scans your picture and says whether you're and matches you. It gives you a score, mm-hmm. zero to 10 score on how hot you are. And then it matches you with people of that score if you wanted to. Now, I am. It's a little dubious no, that that not, thing no, actually no, does anything. Except no, to no, sign no, a random I don't want to hear anything negative. This is it's all genius. It's all wonderful. <laughs> this is all for yeah. fun. Well, I um. This is, it's worth saying, the only thing we're saying about Lazard is we covered Lazard, what, two mm-hmm. weeks ago where we talked about their succession mm-hmm. planning and um, and how they sort of like leapt over potentially better candidates for internal How do you get CEO. better than a former Beltway sex symbol? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the president of the company okay, well, could have been considered as CEO. I'm, I'm all in like on, they have a president in of or- the entire or- company. Orzagasm, orzagasm.com. Uh, I guess uh, that's where we're going with. All right. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> How are you I did end my your best. Section? Yeah. No, I, I'm happy where I ended it. <laughs> all right. Here's what I got for you. I actually went through, I, I, I know you said weekly, but I, I, this is a monthly woke police blotter is what it is. Okay. There is so much anti-woke woke on woke crime anti-woke on anti-woke crime it's overwhelming if you listen to the show on woke wednesdays in particular it's just nonstop. so we did a corporate theater piece on it yesterday about the decision whether companies are woke or not and it is i'm just saying there's so much nonsense out there it's hard to even create satire on this because they're already their own satire satire, we're trying our best over here but it's hard it's really hard in fact go listen to that show yesterday because it was really well done it's not satire satire here's your monthly woke police blotter from may of 2023 first up the charges i organize these by charges the first set of charges fall under assault with a deadly rainbow Mm -hmm. The arrestee, first arrestee, was the Hoover Institute at Stanford. They had their own Hoover Institute at Stanford? So the Hoover Institute is traditionally known as an incredibly yeah. conservative think tank. Like a DC, a DC think tank, I thought, no? It's it's very conservative. Mm-hmm. It is like a like free yeah. market kind of thing. It's run out of Stanford. I might be based in DC. I don't know. But... Their offense was celebrating Pride Month with a flag pin and a woke rainbow on their logo. Okay, that was it. That's it. That was it. So we're so we're yeah, now they, we're now relitigating all things gay. Now it's not just trans hate. It's, any, it's all things anything. Gay. Okay, anything. This is a whole category: assault with a deadly rainbow. The Hoover Institute at Stanford quote has ceded ground to Stanford's ideological totalitarianism. Whoa. Rather than firmly standing up for conservative values, Hoover has gone woke. Um, Just to be clear. I can't believe I'm actually supporting Stanford. I'm actually pro-Stanford on this one. Yeah. 
ceding ground to ideological totalitarianism. That just sounds like made up gobbledygook. Was a lapel pin with a rainbow on it and a website logo. Yeah, and we're also we're talking about a, a private uni, a private university. I mean, I I don't know that w- w- their reign really their reign of terror is just their private little college they've created. Also, mm-hmm. worth saying. Are there no conservative gays out of Stanford? I've never heard of Can't any of them named any? Peter Thiel. There's no, zero, zero, right? Zero mm-hmm. named Peter Thiel, who literally is funding you, the yeah. anti-woke. Um, second up, uh, the arrestee was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all awkward. Uh, the arrestee was Ford. Ford. Now, we talked about this. Um, their offense was detailing a car with a rainbow a year no, ago. I don't remember this. Okay. In response to social media outrage at the time about Pride uh, Month. So what happened this, was yeah. one year ago, the Ford company, the Ford company, Ford Motor Company put out something that on social media, people were talking like talking trash about gay people. So Ford stood up and said, you know, oh, we're going to make a very gay Raptor. That's what they call it. The VGR. And it was their Raptor truck with the rainbow a rainbow on it. That was yeah, why not? pretty much it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I don't know. And they would bring it to events to sort of raise awareness about discrimination against gay people that still exist Mm -hmm. today. The LGBTQ community. That was it. They didn't put it into production. They made like one and they bring it around. But just so I feel safe, they didn't hand out a can to anybody, right? No, no, no. There were no no cans involved. (laughs) No can was harmed in the making of this truck. Okay. Um Here's the headline. Ford's redefining tough Rainbow Raptor commercial goes viral, sparks online backlash. This is this month. Someone unearthed it from last year and thought, oh, oh they've gone I woke. I like this. I okay? like this. It was woke. It wasn't woke a year mm-hmm. ago. Or it was woke and everyone was afraid to talk about it because conservatives have no outlets to talk about these things. They don't have all of Fox right. News, 300 publications, half of social media, it, it's really tough if you're a conservative to say what you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the woke mind virus has shut down all conservative outlets. Communication. Twi- That's really, it targets communication. Yeah, and I Twitter think. was bought by, uh, I think it was Amy Goodman of Democracy Now! She bought Twitter. Yeah. I, I believe so. But now the truck is gay. So Ford oh. got arrested for uh, assault with a deadly okay. rainbow. Um, so they're just now they're they're just looking for they're just kind of like going through they're, they're they're thumbing through things looking around. Uh, we're now looking. Okay, so uh, here's here's the yeah. next one, and this is a different charge. Okay. The charge is diversity and inclusion. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this one. This is my favorite. Okay. Yeah, this is not this is this is heinous stuff mm-hmm. that we're that they're digging up. The arrestee here is Chick Fil A. Oh, so now, okay. <laughs> this is. I think now we've entered the. Uh, you know, I don't even know what you, part of the movie this is. It's like an, an inception where I don't, even, I don't know like what reality we're living in now, right? Like we've come full circle because Chick Fil A was the original poster child, right, for for its homophobia, right? Chick Fil A was openly opposed gay marriage mm-hmm. and filed briefs in uh, against it. They would lobby against it. Um, they are closed, famously closed on Sundays um, because yep. of their Christian values. In fact, they celebrate Lent for Christians who celebrate Lent by serving fish sandwiches oh, during I was, Lent. I was hoping so that they'd you could, lend like curly fries or something. 
No, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> that that would be something different, not Lent. Um, and this is the headline. Mm-hmm. Right-wing investment... Oh, wait, sorry. Chick-fil-A sparks anti-woke outrage for VP of diversity, equity, and inclusion post. Wait, for VP of... Okay, that's the headline? for the. They're, they're so, c- the offense they're citing here, the executive? Okay. They hired yeah. a VP of diversity, equi- equity, and inclusion. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, it's already a, a difficult thing because it's a black man. At it's Chick-fil-A. Black man. It's a black yeah. man at Chick-fil-A. He was hired three years yeah. ago. <laughs> Yeah, they just realized. Yeah, he's also it. just like a normal guy with an MBA. He's not some kind of social justice warrior. And when I say just realized mm-hmm. it, I mean yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> they literally found this out uh-huh. yesterday. It was circulating on Twitter. They were calling for boycotts of Chick Fil A because they because they'd gone woke. This guy has had the job for three sure. years. I I, I I wonder if they've been going and been like, wow, does your burger taste like more inclusive and slightly gayer than it did like, uh, you know, uh, five yeah, years look, ago? This, it does this to is me. This a confusing moment for the anti-woke corporation world. The worst part about Chick-fil-A, they are, not only are they Christian, but they're private. You can't even blame Larry Fink for this. Well, Larry Fink cannot be involved. Okay. Yeah, this is confusing. What do we do about Chick? This is what are very they going to do? You think what? so? Who made Chick Fil A gay? We had Larry Fink to blame for and, every other publicly traded. And company. Can I just tell you to all the Bud Light haters out there, which is everybody, that this is the the they actually have a full DEI statement on their website. And can I just say <laughs> that that this is way worse than handing out a can because it says very explicitly they do not discriminate based upon sexual orientation, gender gender identity and gender expression so that they're full in on this they're, they're yeah, not they're not all, kidding all around the like they've actually this they've is looked at the issue all in. they've made a decision based on this they're, they're not just like throwing out something right i mean gender R- regardless identity, of gender the, expression the, that's that's something the deep yeah. irony the deep irony of lobbying against effectively marriage of people with a different gender identity or gender expression and including them in your workforce. Mm-hmm. This is the th- needle they're threading. But now they've been arrested. More importantly. For diversity and inclusion. Because everything's about me. What, what do I do? I, so my daughter is famously a, a fast food fan. And I Chick-fil-A was the one place I was like, ah, eh, let's not go to Chick-fil-A. Even though, you know. What do I do now? Do I Should I start supporting Chick-fil-A? Okay. No. The answer is no. Um <laughs> The the second arrestee for in this category is oh, Target. See, that's another this place she one, wants to go to Target to get some socks today. So this is another problem. <laughs> this one uh, yeah. is this one's okay mm-hmm. for you to go <laughs> shop at because their offense was selling things with rainbows on it for the past eleven years. Yeah. They they've been doing this that's for it? eleven okay, years. Okay, longer, but okay. So much so that CEO Brian Cornell said it fueled nine years. DEI fueled nine years of growth. Yeah. They've been doing this for a decade and growth. They just realized. So this is the headline. Right wing investment fund dumps target stock over woke agenda adds retailer to refuse to buy list. (laughs) So the American conservative values ETF just divested from it this Uh month. They divested from target, noting that target had the same DEI policies without noting that D- Target had the same DEI policies, the same Pride Month gear for a decade. They were well, invested Matt, in can them. They sue, and now Maybe they're they out. Could sue to get that decade back. 
And, and actually, let me ask you this. C can Target claw back some of the gains they've made on the growth? Like, No, yeah. look, I, if you were an investor mm -hmm. in the American Conservative Values ETF, you mad. and you, you should be so mad that you sue them for not doing their due diligence. They, they, how could they have overlooked the fact that they had a DEI policy and they've been doing this for 10 years? They've overlooked that. Clearly, they need an ESG data source. Yeah, and, let, and That's so what I over think. the last ten years, so ten years ago, roughly, the target share price was uh, about sixty dollars, and then it, it it then it went on to peak at about two hundred and sixty dollars a couple of years ago. So, what about those gains? So, uh, I think that we should give back those gains, right? As a, I'm I'm yeah, an investor in American them to Target ETF, right? I I should in protest. That sounds I right. Think I, sh I will yeah. hand back my gains. That sounds right. And yeah. I love, here's my favorite part of this stupid story, is that all the dumb Vivek Ramaswamis in this world, and I love you, Vivek, you should come back on the show. Yeah, come, on, come back the on the show. you're stupid, I want to have you back. He'll just very conveniently say that, because uh, his whole thing is about excellence, right? That, this, yeah, that despite uh -huh. the fact that the CEO is saying that the growth was based on the DEI, Vivek would say without the DEI, the growth would have been a little bit more, right? Yeah, better. With no more. evidence to yeah. support any more. of his malarkey, he'll just tell you more it would have been better, right? Look, you 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 have that, lost excellence. That's my favorite with that. part of this whole movement is that they have there's no it's none of it is evidence based. It's all just nonsense, but. Speaking yeah. of not evidence-based, finally, two more arrestees. The charges on these two are not manly enough. <laughs> okay. that, that's what they got charged with All being. Right. First arrestee was Lululemon. Yeah, yeah. okay. Lululemon, the offense was firing two female employees who tried to stop thieves. So Lululemon oh. has a store policy yeah. that you do not get in the way of thieves because they're worried about the employee safety. Yeah. They Could don't you want imagine the employees like tackling to get... some dude because they're, they're stealing like a headband. So there's two women who basically stood in front of the door as um, a couple of guys dressed all in black with like face masks or whatever, grabbed like, clothes Antifa, and, and, and yeah, I think that they, they didn't say it, but I think they made a black power sign sure. and they also, um, what is there a communist it, hand it was, symbol? I think they it did was that. the resurrected uh, Bobby seal. That's who it was. Um, so they tried to bar the door. Um, while another employee was just saying, get out, just get out, like, t get out of here. Like they, but they were trying to bar the door. So they ended up getting fired because they broke the company policy oh, and put employees potentially at risk. Interesting. Here's the headline. Lululemon backlash after firing staff who stopped thieves woke go broke. This is what they're saying on Twitter. Lululemon is woke because they don't try to stop thieves. Wait, so it's woke. That could be armed. It's woke not for normal citizens not to act like a vigilante police group. That's woke. Because they were too they were they were fired for for being vigilante. I mean, look, if we're honest, yeah. Lululemon recognizes that the value of your, their clothes is significantly less than the value of their employees' lives. That's what Lululemon's saying. Well, but they're I think they woke. Make a good point, no? Uh, well, they're woke for for thinking that. Yeah. that what they should <laughs> be on. thinking Come is on. the clothes are silly. are the protect your clothes, protect your territory. There's, I, they didn't this do one is nearly just, enough manly dick. This is absolutely that's, not silliness. This, that's silly. Finally, no, absolutely silly. 
<laughs> it's I mean, the backlash really, now. Imagine it, they're on a band. Imagine yeah, asking boycott. like a minimum wage worker to stop thieves from stealing socks. Yeah, please. Can you imagine that though? Like, I, get, I want you to tackle that yeah. man wearing all black who might be mm-hmm. armed because he has vaguely see-through yoga Crazy. pants that we wanted yeah. to sell. That's what, else? what they're saying. I like this. It's not like working enough. Finally, the arrestee, final arrestee of the day is Ooh, Dove, Dove, which is actually. Yeah. Not Dove. No. Well, Dove is not a company. It's a brand. Right, correct. Yeah. Dove is a brand of Unilever. Which, I mean, but, Unilever must be woke, right? Because. But yeah. that's not who's on got arrested here. I don't. The police blotter just said the woke police blotter says Dove. It doesn't say. Unilever. Well, one thing I've noticed about conservatives and in the in the anti ESG crowd is that they don't know how to trace like brands to the corporate owners. They don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Google doesn't exist because Google. So they woke. might hate Bud Light. Right, but they don't realize that Anheuser Busch owns Bud Light, and Anheuser Busch still makes other products that you're still buying because you haven't really figured out the the, <laughs> like, get the complication of this web. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, but the offense of Dove Unilever was there was a fat woman in a fake video game commercial. Yeah. I don't know what basically I, I what they what keep going. Okay, so what they did was they created a commercial sure. in which a CGI woman, obese, overweight um, woman, in, yeah, in a no, in a video game, she was wearing these clothes that made her like super thin, like you know the traditional video game, like large breasted, sure. no no waist woman. So she's in this video game and she's fighting and whatever, and then she goes into her dressing room, she takes off her gear and she's larger, right? Like she's not even like uh, she doesn't look obese. She doesn't. She just looks not like that, right? Like she just looks like a normal human being. And so the video game, the Dove ad is supposed to be like, look, just. Can we, you know, we've partnered with video game creators to actually have women look like women mm-hmm. in video games. They don't oh, this sounds all a little have bit to like look the, like that. The right? kerfuffle at Miller Lite, yeah. A little bit like that. Supporting um, women so too much. That's, a, that's too th- much, yeah. To step here's too far. the headline. Yeah. Dove produces ultra-woke, ultra-woke ad to change beauty standards in video games. Ultra-woke. Okay. Um, I mean, if we're honest, we... It's a little bit correct that in the 80s and 90s, every girl we ever met, every girl we've ever known, every girl that existed was a size zero. They yeah, were all straight a, and they had sex with me whenever I wanted. That was the 80s and yes, 90s, the, right? The image of beauty in the 80s and 90s was attached to a significant eating disorder for women. Yes, yeah. correct. No, I'm serious. <laughs> correct. I'm serious. But uh, this is now ultra woke. Wait, so I didn't. Now, okay. now Dove's Maybe commercials. Maybe I'm focusing on the wrong thing. I didn't know that that there were shades of degrees of wokeness. So it's like pregnancy. I thought you were just woke or you're not woke. We're now all. This is ultra, ultra woke. woke. So I'm guessing the thieves were just like mildly woke because like you can't expect two women employees to really is, so kind of man up and tackle a thief. Is ultra can woke you? Like, like Whoopi Goldberg? Like you're Jewish? You're black? You're a woman? Is it like that? Oh is wow, it, no, that's is off. That the what it means ultra woke. I don't know what we're talking. I don't even know where you are. That's uh, (laughs) that's the woke abyss. I don't know what that that is. Great, thank you for that. Um, But this is uh, this is this actually occurred to me when I did one second of googling. Unilever also makes Axe body spray, which I don't think anyone would accuse of being woke. If anything, it's it might be a hate crime. 
<laughs> Elman's mayonnaise, oh, which yeah. is that, that woke? Is mayonnaise can, can mayonnaise be woke? And fudgesicles, which if we're honest, yeah, might I was going to say fudgesicles are woke. technically woke. <laughs> that's yeah. a little bit woke. Uh, <laughs> that's wow. That's what that's I got a great on the segment. police blotter. Yeah, that's and I have one more thing I oh. want to inform you of on the way what out here Paul? before about, we go to yeah. Paul. Before we get to Paul, you're you're yeah, too much grandstanding I, I, here. All right, well, I, well, maybe we go to Paul and then we we come, come back yeah, to this. Then. Come on. All right, let's do Paul first. Hello there. So I thought we'd talk about executive compensation today on S-Gage Statistic of the Week. And we're looking at the S&P 500 and we're looking at some increases in the, uh, compensation today. Around, what are we looking at? Three-fifths of companies have reported so far and their pay has been analyzed. This is just the CEO we're looking at at, uh, at the moment. And we're talking probably around 400 of the S&P 500. And the mean increase, the average increase in base salary, just for the moment, between 2022 and 2023, that's a filing year, of course, fiscal 2022 is the pay that's being reported at the moment. The mean increase in base salary was 6.8% uh, last year. And we also have a 10-year increase in base salary for CEOs in the S&P 500. Uh, so from 2013 to 2023 of 37.8%, that's over 10 years. So it's an, an annualized increase of uh, just under 4%. So with 400 companies um, having reported and only 60% or three-fifths actually receiving a base salary increase, uh, would indicate that there's a fair proportion of CEOs who didn't get a base salary increase in 2023, uh, or sorry, uh, didn't get a base salary increase in 2022. So the other statistic we're looking at today is the increase in annual bonuses. And again, we're looking at around 400 companies from the S&P 500, and only um, just under a third, 33.1%, actually reported an increase in bonus. So that would suggest that either a large proportion of CEOs saw their bonus fall in 2022 or didn't report an increase at all or the bonus was steady. Um, but those who did receive a bonus received a fairly substantial one. 23.2% was the mean or average increase. And again, over the last 10 years from 2013 to 2023, the overall increase was 85.2%. And that's covering just over two-fifths of companies uh, reported increases during that entire time. Uh, so it's an annual increase, annualized increase of 8.5% uh, in annual bonuses. So relatively modest, although I think the rest of the economy would have been pretty grateful for increases of that level. So this is Paul Hodgson signing off this week for S-Gage Statistic of the Week. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully. And we'll look at stock award increases, stock option increases, and then increases in total compensation. Um, all right. I'm going to wrap us yeah, up. You ready, ready for this wrap yeah. up? All right. I'm going to wrap this up with the music on so I go fast. There is a company, Twilio, that's set to lose super voting protection next month. Wow. Their CEO yeah. has dual class shares. They are about to become a not fake public wow. company. They're about to become a real public wow. company because they sunsetted oh, the provisions. Sunset. I love sunset. Sunsetted yeah. provisions. Here is 
the actual new influence numbers. CEO Jeff Lawson will go from 77% influence. He owns the company with his voting shares to Ari sent it to me. He drops to 43%. Oh. Why are we... Right, I want to... Can we bring this up again in another show? Why, why are we fast-tracking this? I love this kind of stuff. And then um, it's split between a bunch of other people. We'll matter. talk about Tulio again. I like this kind of crap. That's it. That's our show. That's Damian Rollis. I'm Matt Muscardi. This was Woke Wednesday on Business Pants. We are free float. If you want the data and stuff that we do all the you time, should. get Board Saber Metrics. Just buy it. In fact, the platform is literally imminent, and it has every one of Damien's <laughs> stories I laugh, and pulls. But I, it's only because he's been saying that for a few months. A couple it's of just months, killing months. me. Oh, it's yeah. got to come out sometime soon. That's all we got. Come back tomorrow. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.